0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's oh, better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Chris Schubert, floating around as a producer. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your online sports wagering information and news. They've got it all football's futures, the Major League Baseball, the fights, golf. It's all there. Vegas casino games. Super easy to use website that you can check out on your desktop or your mobile device. And good news if you sign up today, we'll give you a 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use our promo code Believe to get started. That's B L E A V. Bet online—it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Food Truck Day to you! Oh, they—they they bring any food trucks into your neighborhood? Um, they did last Friday, but not tonight. But we do that from time to time, and we enjoy that.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's a probably a once a month thing for for me where I live, and like we always go out. I love yeah. supporting like businesses and entrepreneurship in general, and like, and you you tell me I get food. You're gonna bring food to like right down to the street corner. I just gotta go walk out and get it. Yeah, I'm in nine times out of ten.
2: Every Friday here in town, in the new town that I just moved to, they have a they have a lot dirt lot across the street from the local library about 20 food trucks get together. There's live music, there's food. It is a good time. I'm going this evening. Did not know it was national food truck day. So I I am going to celebrate tonight, but yes, (laughs) every Friday out here where I live, it it happens.
0: Uh You never know when the happy, whatever day it is, is going to stick. But today was a, was a good stick for the group. Everybody liked it. It was cool.
1: I want to know why Chris left. Like, dude, your are emceeing takes on taste. I, 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 I don't want people here.
2: to say, okay, I'll do it for the video version. But like when I'm getting takes ready, I'm looking at another monitor getting all the takes ready. That's not good, you know, for the visuals. I was setting up and waiting for you guys to be done. I didn't know if the food truck bit was going to go a little bit longer. So I just waited. <laughs> I just got out of the way and I figured That's I would right. be called back That's like right. I was for the for the show. I'm ready when you are. Okay, I have a title take for the end of the show today that I found this morning (laughs) that I I have somebody that I'd like to call out uh, here on the show. Uh, But I will always start when when one of you earmarks a take for me and says, got to have this one in the queue. I like leading with it, okay? And this is one that Kyle marked for me here uh, from the TDM Premium members. Tyler Van Dyke will be the second quarterback taken in the 2023 NFL draft only behind CJ Shroud. This came from wise Sean RN in the TDN premium discord.
1: I'm selling this take, uh, but I thought it was a good chance to to talk about Tyler Van Dyke a little bit, who uh, I did a deep dive on Joe. Obviously you had the ACC in its entirety last year. So I'm sure you had some looks at Van Dyke when he took over a quarterback for, Uh, Miami from De'Ara King, and you could see this is traditional pocket passer, big-time arm, can push the ball down the field with ease. I just thought he was very rough around the edges. And, like, yeah, maybe you can put a ton of polish in your game coming into this year with the the offseason and being the established starter and the incumbent. But um, I feel like that would be a really big jump, and I, I don't want to make this about a take about, like, any of the other quarterbacks, right? Because you never know how any given quarterback, their development and their their progression from a draft stock perspective is going to go. It's more so from, I think Van Dyke has a lot to do to get to where he's generally regarded because he put up stellar numbers with the Canes last year.
0: I don't, I don't know that I have anything to add there, but I I think you came away with some really good takeaways. Stuff that I noticed. I, I mean, the, the offense was better with him at quarterback than King, for no sure. Question. But I think he's got, a, like you said, he's still got a ways to go in his process of defining who he is as a prospect.
2: Yeah. This take from Mister J Pegg. Take since we are in the middle of the AFC hey, West Nick. on the show. And we are go listen to yesterday show. We Jay started Peg. the AFC West. Yeah, JPEG and he doesn't spe- J A Y Peg. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good joke. Since we are in the middle of the AFC West on the show, all four AFC West teams will finish above 500. However, only two will make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I like I like it. I'm getting the approval. of Maraca, big fan of that take. That's how I see wow, the division came too. Out
1: with the, the Maraca
0: take two it. it yeah, came out. Be- because I feel like I've felt this way for a while where, like, I think it's a really, really, really good division. But this idea that they're going to produce three or four playoff teams, I think is an exaggeration because, like, for for those teams, they have to come together. And you've got a new coaching staff in Denver and a new quarterback. You have a new coaching staff with the Raiders. The Chargers still have a lot to prove. And Kansas City lost something from last year. So, like, I'm not ready to sit here and say that this is – uh the type of division that's just going to completely own the league and put three teams in the postseason. I think only two, but I do agree that they'll probably all be above 500.
1: It's going to be close. We've obviously, we're, we're halfway through and we have you know, two teams with winning records. Uh, one of those two teams, I'm not going to spoil it for if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, uh, is close. They're floating right around. You know, they—they they, we have one game left to pick there at nine and seven, so that could be a 10 win team. Uh, and then we have the two, two teams left that we have not picked. One of them is five and three. The other is four and five. And I'm looking at the schedule for the four and five team. And I see one, two, three, four, f- four and a half wins that I feel are probable wins, which would I put you at eight and a half, right? Like you're right, be right on the cusp. So you know, we're going to be very close to this being factual. But I think based on the exercise that we're going through, yes, our expectations for the North is not you're going to have four teams that have 11, 12, and 13 wins.
0: Well, and also a big a big part of the reason why I don't think they're going to produce more than two playoff teams, because if they do produce three, that means that there's only one spot remaining in the AFC playoffs for the non-division winner in the East, North, and South. And I, I feel like they're going to have more to say about that than, yeah, I think there's going to be more representation. I just do. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approve to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto approve he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers auto approve connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups Ever, and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average – over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that New Jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with AutoApprove. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit AutoApprove.com slash That's AutoApprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. This take from Braden
2: take out of Debo Samuel DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Only one of those three will go on to sign an extension with their original team. Mm. That receiver is DK Metcalf. So this is a two-parter here that you can kind of piece away if you'd like.
0: Mm. Okay. So the franchise tag might come into play for, for all of these guys. I mean, it sounds like McLaurin and Washington are far apart. Debo's been pretty outspoken about that whole situation. I mean, and, and didn't DK kind of – did he come to the mandatory OTAs? I couldn't – I can't remember. I know that he set out some of the voluntary, but no, that's not all that uncommon. Because if I
2: remember correctly, don't DK – DK, A.J. Brown, and, and Debo all share the same agent, Correct.
1: I think that that's correct.
2: Right. I think that's correct, and that the reason why, right. and the reason why that's in my head is because Debo returned to those OTAs, which was weird. It was a shock that he was there, but then DK like didn't show up for the first day, and it was like same agent, basically the same situation. One's treating it differently than the other, and it was very weird how it was being played out across these two situations. But I don't think DK showed up to at least the beginning of those OTAs. I will check though, as we know. I'm bad at this fact-checking on on takes-on-takes.
0: You think a couple of these guys get traded?
1: You'd be irresponsible to let any of them walk out the door without getting compensation for them.
2: Sure. Is the Seattle Times a good enough source for us here? (laughs) Yes. Okay, DK Metcalf skipping Seahawks' mandatory minicamp this week as wait for extension continues. This was written on June 7th. So I feel very confident in the place that I landed there.
1: Okay. So the takeaway here is he wants an extension with Seattle. He wants a new contract with Seattle. Well, not necessarily doesn't have to be from Seattle, but the the verbiage there is he's waiting for a contract extension. Sure, but no matter where he there's...
2: goes, he wants his contract extended, just like A.J. Brown did, sure. just like Devontae Adams did, just like Tyreek Hill did. I mean, we've seen this story play out three times
1: just this offseason. I will, I will play the law of averages and say, you don't see high-caliber players like this consistently changing teams with the kind of frequency that we saw this offseason i'll play the odds and say that that two of these guys at least two of these guys get contract extensions with their current teams
0: so this wasn't a trend this was an anomaly this offseason you think with all i mean all four big time receivers got traded off the top of my head five Uh, i I mean a lot of these guys there's
1: reason for it but the cap is going to continue to grow are we is is the new normal really going to be getting rid of good players like instead of paying, paying good That's players fair. that are homegrown <laughs> developed talent? I don't think so.
0: But what's so weird about receivers is like we've talked about this in the podcast throughout the course of NFL history they get traded the, more than any other position. But also sure. just the 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 influx of receiving talent it seems like every year makes you a little apprehensive that these guys are now pushing twenty five thirty million dollars a season.
1: It does. I'll still play law of averages, though.
0: I respect yeah. that. I don't know that I have a real counter take on this because I see both sides of it.
2: We're settled here? I can move to the next yeah, one. Yeah, okay, I don't okay. know what else okay. to okay. say. Yeah, yeah, okay, I didn't. Joe's Joe wavering there at the point. end. Joe was wavering at the point. end. Good talking point. I want to shout out this, this take that just I got. You guys were not tagged in this. Uh, this one from Michael Bradley on Twitter. And I want to shout out part of the tweet here. He said, Ola, The sir, baseball player? No, that's Michael Brantley, and I can understand the confusion. Oh. This is Michael Bradley. So, Excuse me. It's a little different. Um, hola, sir. My 13-year-old Max and I are regular listeners. Y'all are awesome, so shout-out, Max, for listening. Uh, What's and up, the Max? Take, the take what up, Max? The take from Michael. The 23 draft will have more great QBs than teams that need one.
0: A surplus of quarterbacks
2: that is that is the uh, that is the take here, yes.
0: I think our initial looks at this class don't really don't really <laughs> add up with that. I think we have a lot of likable quarterback prospects, but there's a lot they got to prove this year.
1: I would agree with that. There's a lot of unanswered questions for a lot all of them,
0: all, all of, of them. them right
1: all of them. I don't have a single guy I have the level of confidence that I had in, like, Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback prospect. I'm trying to think of who Bro. was the last, like, wire-to-wire wire one before that.
0: Oh, wire-to-wire wire wire is a good way to put it. Andrew Luck? Yeah. Maybe Justin Herbert, There's- man, like... We knew he was a thing right away. No,
2: no. We did. Th- th- no. Draft, he, draft Twitter as a whole did the whole, oh, he was bad. We're not, we're not talking about the universe. We're talking about. Couldn't, couldn't talking be about us. Okay, that's fine. Couldn't, that's couldn't be of us. Dudes. That's okay. Kyle's
0: ass was there in 2018 or whatever, scouting yep. him live. We knew right then and there. At
2: Arizona State. Right. And, he, yeah, I I remember the game. Forks up, baby. I remember the
1: Forks game. Forks up. I'm is just, that how you do it, Chris.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you're taught you. This is bad forks for you, up? but yes, it, forks up.
1: No, it's what, do not that do, no. what is that? I'm learning. Yeah, no. This
2: just, it's just yeah. It's just yeah. Forks up.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Forks up. Yeah. Whyers team Why? won that game too. It was a fun game.
2: Right, and that was the game where everyone uh, was concerned about Herbert. Right. That's when the that's when the the concerns. No,
1: this that this was his sophomore year. There and was not even draft eligible.
2: There was a game he played against Arizona State that was just like, everybody was like, I'm out on this guy after he played them.
1: Yeah, it was, it was the, they lost that game too. too. That was, that was his last year. They lost that game because they were like potential like playoff team and Mm -hmm. they dropped that November game to Arizona State in Tempe. What's up, baby? And everybody lost their minds. Yeah. So,
2: I have another take here and th- maybe this will be a good one to break up the show with. If you remember two weeks ago, we did takes on takes and our guy, Robert supplied us with the whole teams ran the ball on first down X percentage of times. He's, mm. he's mm. got another, he's got another one for us. And so Robert, us. you provide good takes. They will make it to the show. I promise you. The And, and he okay. starts it with, I have another take. If you're doing one tomorrow, Robert, it's Friday. It's takes on takes. Of course we're doing it. The two teams that played the most in 11 personnel during the regular season. By the way, Roberts, this is Roberts fact checking. I did not check this out. During the regular season were the two teams facing off in the Super Bowl. The Rams at about 85% and the Bengals at about 76% separately more teams are starting to play more in nickel and dime packages on defense notably the bills played in nickel about 90% of the time Joe's talked about that on the show next season we will see record high snaps in 11 personnel on offense and unsurprisingly record low snaps in base packages on defense I love these these are so much fun it's the trend. so. Of,
1: that's the direction of the league, yeah. right? Now, what? I think where you have a – go ahead, Joseph. Go ahead.
0: No, I want to hear your thought there because you're building on something and I have kind of a fresh idea.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I don't think that's a good thing. I think the team that's now ready to zag while everybody else is zigging is going to position themselves to potentially – have a really unique matchup on a weekly basis that teams aren't used to preparing for throughout the course of the season, run 12 personnel, run 12 personnel with an athletic tight end Hmm. and two guys who can put their hand in the dirt, a guy who put his hand in the dirt and the guy you can flex outside of him. run two tight ends on the field because now you're going to really put, are are you going to get big boy in the middle of the field and stay in nickel? Or are you going to go base defense and you got an athletic tight? Like that's when we talk about all the tropes and like the, the cliches about tight ends and mismatch league and all that jazz it. This is the prime opportunity to have a weapon like that on the field and also have a guy who can play with his hand in the dirt, who you can move mm-hmm. around the set, whether he's in an H, whether he's in a fullback, whether he's in a line of scrimmage, They about San Francisco and George Kittle, right? They play more 12 and 22 than the vast majority of teams across the league. And aside of the quarterback play of Jimmy Garoppolo last year, like they were highly competitive and were a unique matchup offensively versus what everybody else was seeing from everybody else. And it forces you to make really hard personnel decisions because teams are making all of their offseason decisions on how to defend 11 personnel and play three high safeties to try to drop eight into coverage. And, you know, the Eagles are drafting Jordan Davis so that they can play more too high safety shells and still be effective to run the, to stop the run. You, that's
0: you took it. exactly. where my you, mind goes. Yeah. Yeah. You took it where I was, was going to take it. When I said I had a fresh idea, that was it. It's like, well, I think yeah. what this also spurs is a little bit more 12 personnel. And it's interesting because part of what um, was the name Michael or Robert, Robert, Robert yeah. brought up um, was the bills and the percentage of, of nickel that they played. And really it's, it's been like a three year thing uh, for them and uh, pushing 90% last year. And what did we see the bills do this off season? What they did is they drafted Terrell Bernard in the third round. And and we all know that I wasn't a huge fan of that pick, but as I've processed it more, my thought is that the bills are protecting themselves from exactly what Kyle just said, where they really weren't in position to play three linebackers and maintain their nickel principles. With Bernard, you have somewhat of a more versatile player that you can use in the overhang to somewhat that's give fun. you that. So that's I think fun. that's the that's the vision there. And I go back to a, McDermott when he was in Carolina. They had Keekly. They had Thomas Davis. Well, you know what they did? They drafted Shaq Thompson in the first round to kind of be that big nickel, that versatile um, player to go with, you know, your Captain Munner slot-type player. So I think you – You better be ready to be more versatile with that guy that you use as your nickel linebacker, your uh, slot corner. I think you need to have versatility in that spot to be able to counter the matchups that are coming.
1: And the guys who can truly do that and do both are unicorns for a reason. Yeah.
0: Flash should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray this thing is awesome it's compact it's easy to use and it puts you in control and at the center of all your favorite shows movies games and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass you can breeze through the setup with the help of the sonos app i figured it out and i'm bad at that type of stuff sonos makes it extremely easy and you can even use your own remote for control and when the tv is off you can stream music radio podcasts and audiobooks from all your favorite services visit sonos.com to learn more
1: You know what I hate, guys? Uh, I had more on that topic, but my computer's having performance issues. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would strongly encourage you to protect yourself from performance issues uh, in the bedroom with our friends over at Blue Chew. Uh, Whether it's stress, anxiety, a bad day, whatever it may be, don't let poor performance ruin the fun for you and your partner. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. To help combat all forms of ED, it is an online prescription service with no visits to the doctor's office, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, ships right to your front door discreetly. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. These tablets are chewable. Here's a special deal for all of our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay the $5 in shipping that's bluechew.com, promo code believe b l e a v to get your first month free so i have a question for you guys
2: if if somebody puts a take in the takes on takes channel on the tdm premium discord but they don't label it with the word take in front of it does it is it still a take that i can extract for the show yes. i don't want to i don't want to blast somebody you know when it's improper but mm. But I think we'll do it. because I, I would you'll... say yes. Okay. So, um, Thick of Vailoa in the TDM Premium Discord. The pace of the NBA draft is far superior to the pace of the NFL draft. Even though the NFL draft is a better overall product, they just take way too long to announce each pick in the first round.
0: I would have had to have watched the NBA draft at some yeah. point in the last 20 years for and me then, to know.
1: And that is exactly yeah. the reaction I expected to get from Joe with this take. Did
0: I you
2: know-
1: unfortunately have no context to add either i have not watched the nba draft <laughs> Did you guys did well. you guys
2: know the nba draft was last night that'll be my next question
0: mm-hmm. nope okay, okay. <laughs> I had no clue yeah. who was the number one pick was uh-huh. he good what team well, some, well, kid well from
2: duke some yeah Paolo boncaro from duke from from from, from okay. acc country uh out there by you correct Jeremy.
1: me if i'm wrong yes correct me if i'm wrong chris the first duke blue devil to go number one overall since 2004 really First First?
2: Duke Blue Devil to go number one overall since 2004. So you're testing my college basketball brain on a Friday, and I'm thinking about this. I can't think of anybody that would, because Jason Tatum didn't go number uh, one overall. Um, I'm trying to think. That sounds right. I don't know the player in 2004, but that sounds right. I I, I will concur until Twitter tells me I'm wrong later. Um I, 6, 10, 250, now on the Orlando Magic. That's right. I, I will say it is it is faster, but part of the reason why it's faster is because they do it all in one night. They do two rounds in one night and they call it a day. Like the NFL draft is a they it's a process. They we play it out over three days, so it's a little different.
0: So this guy who allowed Coach K to go out losing to UNC in the Final oh Four, number one oh. pick in the draft—the
2: definition of box score scouting—is what Joe's doing. Let's right see now. here, seventeen points carol. per game. <laughs> <laughs> didn't watch a single second of Duke basketball. It's going to give me a no. Noise. I did. I
0: watched that game. I watched that game. Okay. So I, I had people over. It was really weird. Yeah, that he, I watched had, it. he had money on it.
2: He had money on it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's seven right. Seven I remember this because nine. he he then did the bet online read like the next day and had it wrong because he had them moving on when they didn't. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to our friends at our Online. Right. online. Um, okay, I have this take from Andrew here. It's two takes. The Detroit Lions and Seattle Seahawks in 2023, after drafting rookie QBs, will both score within the top five of the Young QB Situation Series. Take number oh. two, Daryl Taylor oh, will have more that. sacks than Chase Young in their third year in the league. I love that the QB Situation Series is getting some run, but yeah, two takes here for you.
0: That's a lot to deal with right there. Um, oh, no.
1: Kyle, I Kyle that, says
2: I'm I, out. I believe that's for the second take. I think the first take he was okay with. At least having a conversation about.
0: So, so Chase Young Correct. coming off of a torn ACL versus Darrell Taylor, who had six and a half sacks last year.
2: And he says, they only started five games. Uh, Taylor will have more sacks than Chase Young in their third year in the league.
0: Well – this would only be wait. And there. this would is this not this is not going to be the third year for direct? Are they both the same year,
2: Joe? This is why we, huh. we look these things up while we're doing the show.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, trying really to do here.
2: Believe that's
1: factual, I believe that is factual. Sterile, I mean, Chase Young's the better
0: year. player, right? No, he was drafted in 2020. But he didn't play in 2020, so his first year of playing last year was 20 was in 2021 oh, six and a half. Hit us with the sacks.
1: semantics. He hit us with the semantics. Well, he got drafted, but he didn't play. Chase Young didn't play last so, year. How's
0: that? He played in nine games and had one and a half sacks last year in 2021.
1: Feels like we're out on this take. <laughs> I'm out on this take. Yes, and and. Daryl Taylor's a good football player uh, and a good pass rusher. I'd like like to be clear about that part. But uh, I will always side with the talent, especially when we did the Seattle game projections, right? We don't have them winning very many football games. And if you're going to be losing in games and you're going to lose games at a high clip, teams are going to be working the clock against you in the second half of football games to try to close games out. I don't think you're going to get the pass rush opportunities necessary uh, to keep pace when I just don't think you're as as talented of a football player as what Chase Young is. Now, the injury kind of makes it a wild-card question. That's why it's a fun question. But
2: The first take here, I think the Detroit Lions would grade in the top five if they had a rookie quarterback this year. I think there's a lot that we like about that team. Now, Seattle, I, I – I, to be determined, because I don't know if DK is going to be there. I don't know if Tyler Lockett's going to be there. The coaching is a bit of a concern. Like, there's a lot to go that's going on there. Detroit. the goal
0: line's com- always weird, right? The, yeah.
2: Detroit. I feel comfortable saying like we like the trajectory of where they're on, and so since they didn't take a quarterback this year, if they do take one next year, I, I think they will firmly be in the top
1: five. Did,
0: have you By seen the way, Detroit's you guys- schedule this year?
1: We'll get there, Joe. Don't do the show before the show. Okay. All right. Did did you guys hear Greg Olson's comments on playing in Seattle?
2: I did not. Will you share them with me?
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't remember what he went on to do the show, but he did a podcast and he was talking about like while he was there, just like the closed mindness of the coaching staff for them to introduce like, hey, maybe we could do this with this week or that this week, and Greg was like, you'd have thought we were playing with a JV football roster because they didn't they didn't want to open themselves up to anything and it's the, the ideology of that team is we want to run the ball we want to play defense we want to keep it close and then we're going to get late in the game and we always handed the keys to to russ late in the game and said okay go be russell wilson and win us a football game Almost like
2: Pete Carroll's a good coach. Wilson. can i uh can i give you some context here <sighs> For the Detroit Lions to be a top five situation next year, they would have to beat for you, Joe, twenty twenty one Justin Fields and Kyle. For you, they oh. would have to beat twenty twenty two Kenny Pickett. That is Done. that is that is the scenario in which they would get into the top five. And close. again, just so That'll people understand, this is a running board. Like next year when we do this, we will keep these numbers and we will keep a tally throughout the course of we're doing this. So by the every year more quarterbacks are going to get added to this context. So that is what they would have
1: to do. I, I do. I do love that this is getting teeth and, and legs, and it's it's becoming its own thing now. Do you have one one quick one for us, I have Chris?
2: A t- I have a title take. I want to title on a player on my yes. own team. I'm going to read you this headline written this morning, 9:25 a.m. NFL.com. C.J. Mosley says playoffs are a realistic goal for the Jets in 2022.
0: It should be their goal. What's what he should say? It's what he should say. No matter what we think about the Jets, we won't predict them to be a playoff team. What is C.J. Mosley supposed to say other than that? That's a realistic goal, and that's what we're working towards.
2: He should just say, we're going to go out there. We're going to compete. We're going to play hard to win each and every game. You just won four games last year. You won two games a year ago. Playoffs are not on the radar, C.J., okay? They're not. Because guess what? The playoffs are a realistic goal next year,
1: and you ain't going to be here for it. Thanks for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, the Poop Hat here with the CJ Mosley playoffs takes for the Jets. Thanks for friends at Ben for their continued support of the show, but that's going to do it for us this week. Make it a great one, and we will talk with you guys again next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.